is The Silent Holler. I'm your host, Nicole Parton. And I'm your host, Stephanie Tate. And this is a podcast about the South's missing and murdered children. Hi, everybody. Hey, y'all. Welcome to The Silent Holler. Thanks so much for joining us. And happy Thanksgiving, Eve. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Stephanie. And to you, Nicole. I'm thankful for you, if I haven't said it lately. I'm very thankful for you. Thankful for all of you, our listeners um, who support and um, enjoy the podcast. Thanks for being part of this little journey with us. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for being crime fighters. And thanks for caring about people. Mm, Absolutely. That's all it takes in the world is us caring about each other. And, you know, as we are all preparing for the holidays and... You know, I was in the grocery store yesterday and it's packed and people were buying the turkey and buying everything to make the pies. And here we are at home planning our menu and getting everything ready for a big feast tomorrow. And we are so blessed and so fortunate to have everyone at home and accounted for. But while many of us are preparing for the holidays, there are so many people that have an empty seat at the table this year. That have a hole in their heart. Yes. You know, that um, someone is missing. Someone has been murdered. There's a a case that hasn't been solved. And so while they're trying to live in the moment and find little things to be thankful for, you know, you can't deny the fact that there are so many heartbroken people. And today's story is one of those. Straight out of our stomping ground again. We're going to head to Marion County. Home. This is our home state and the adjoining county of our home county where we grew up. Right. And if you consider, like, within our valley, it's called the Sequatchie Valley. And that extends through Marion County, Sequatchie County, Bledsoe County. It kind of stretches a long strip of the Cumberland Plateau on either side. And so, yes, this this is home. Uh, it's right down south of the road where we live. Literally. And this is a missing person case that you and I have talked about for a little minute. So it seems fitting for the holiday that we would tell her story. Right. So Stacy Annette Crawford, 44, went missing on July 21st, 2022. So in the beginning of the investigation, Stacy's Red Tahoe, along with herself, is missing. The Tahoe is found and recovered by law enforcement, and detectives arrest a man named Ronnie McFalls, who's 49, from Guild, Tennessee. They charged him with theft of Crawford's vehicle and tampering with evidence. The Tahoe was found at a private residence in Marion County. McFalls was a person of interest, but not a suspect. The lead detective on this case says that the home where the vehicle was found was not to believe connect, to be connected to the disappearance. The sheriff's office also releases that they are interested in a follow-up interview with a woman named Barbie Anderson, who later turns herself in on an unrelated warrant and is currently in the Marion County Jail. 
But of course, we have no follow-up or details of what investigators wanted to follow up with Barbie about. So the case goes cold, or I will say very cool. Uh, There's been no updates. There's been no new information, just small-town rumors, gossip, and misinformation. You know, this is one of those things. um, We could have probably a dozen podcast to cover missing persons in our hometown valley, the the place where we grew up, Um, and still have a home there. We still go there and visit. We do. There are so many adults, young adults, who have seemingly vanished from the valley. And this keeps happening over and over There's one from our hometown, a gentleman that we're going to cover at some point on our show. Yes, absolutely. Matthew Henry. I'm going to talk about him in a in a in a bit in a bit. But these these disappearances with with people who are between their 20s and their 40s keep happening all too often for such a small populace. You know, like this is. A lot. Little Brush Creek in Sequatchie County, a woman went missing because she was on her morning walk. Nothing. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we like to um, let ourselves, you know, get caught up in the the mysterious and, you know, some people want to study the UFOs and uh, some of us, you know, get into that and some people want to think about the the mysteries of things that we can't explain. The bottom line is... People don't just vanish. It seems like it, but people don't walk off into thin air. And people don't just take off away from everybody. No. You'll have a few instances where there might be a runaway, a true runaway. But these general assumptions that, oh, the woman just took off. Oh, the, the teenager just wanted to run away from home. Oh, this or that. It's that's not what's happening. Nine times out of 10, that is not the case. Right. Uh, the cases are rare where an individual just wants to disappear and start a new life somewhere. And I don't believe this is the case um, for Stacy. So law enforcement does obtain her telephone or her cell phone. I shouldn't say telephone because that's the You're old dating yourself there. Lord, stuff. I just dated myself. OK, y'all. Uh, Her cell phone is in their hands. We know this because originally they believe Stacy went missing on August 9th, and that is not true. According to her cell phone pings, July 21st, around 9 p.m. is when Stacy goes missing. I don't know if they have the phone because they're not disclosing anything, but we know they have the cell phone data. Okay, let me clarify that then. They have cell phone data. And I only say that because in speaking with Stacy's sister, mm-hmm. Angela, mm-hmm. just moments ago, mm-hmm. uh, she made mention of how all of her sister's belongings, everything is missing. All of her personal items. Okay. Um, gone. And we'll get into that. But so I, I would be curious to know if they have the actual cell phone or just the data from the phone. It may be the data. I do know from police that she was in communication with just a few people that evening, according to Detective Hargis, and that police has not released the info beyond that. And I will say um, from the information that I gathered with her sister, 
um, she kind of validated that statement. There were just a handful of people. You know, our cell phones track everything. Um, when I woke this morning and I touched my phone to see what time it was, that's that data is recorded in my phone. So if something were to happen to me, they would say, oh, at 532, we know Nicole was alive or we know someone touched her phone because it pings at 532 this morning. Her phone was alerted. Right. So we know that she only spoke to a handful. And I mean, like literally two or three people the night that she went missing. And after speaking with Angela, her sister, she informed me that many of those people are refusing to cooperate, don't want to talk, being tight-lipped. Okay. And I have a problem with that. I do too. If I'm in communication with someone and I'm one of the last people to speak to them and then they go missing... I'm going to bear my soul. Unless you're the person involved, right? I mean, unless you're the person involved. Or you have something to hide, or you have something that you don't want found out, or you don't want to deal with law enforcement for some reason. Otherwise, you're going to say, you're going to tell the conversation. Yes. You're going to hand over your cell phone. Of course. And say, here, this is what we text, or check out the timeline of when we spoke. Feel free to do anything you need to do to help this case. I want to help. This person. So those of you who knew something, who spoke to her, shame on you for at least not saying what you know. And maybe seek the good Lord above. And to that. And think search your soul. Reconsider. Uh, You can make reports anonymously. You don't even have to bear your identity. Uh, you don't have to go sta- sit on a witness stand. You just need to give police some nuggets of info, and they m- that may lead to something that busts the case wide open. So stop being afraid. Stop being a coward. And stop being a bad person. Stop being selfish. Okay. Rant over. Okay, so let's recap this. So because I've got the timeline... July 21st, 9 p.m., she's gone. On 8-14-2022, several of Stacy's personal and important documents were found and delivered to law enforcement. Now, I'm not sure if that was delivered by the mail or delivered personally. That, that would seem like that person might be of interest to just question, where did you find this stuff? Sure. Yep. Several flyers are put up by the family. Throughout the county, uh, the the businesses that would allow them to. But most of those signs have been taken down. What business doesn't allow you to put up a missing persons poster? And what, why are they all being taken down? I mean, there are only like, what, four businesses in Whitwell anyway? For real. I mean, come on, let's just tell the truth. So what five of you, four of you wouldn't allow a missing persons poster? For a girl who lives in your town that you probably know and probably frequented your businesses. Okay, so that happens. All news stations and newspapers have been contacted. And most just put out one story on one day, right when it happened. Her Tahoe isn't discovered until September 2nd. The windows 
when the cops receive it, from what I've read, the windows and everything are busted out. Now, you, you can see the vehicle at the impound lot at the sheriff's office out on their lot. And there are photos on our website. Yes. TheSilentHoller.com. You can take a look for yourself. So the condition that you see the truck in is apparently not what has happened since it's been on the impound lot. It was before. It came, yeah, they found it that It came that way. that way with busted windows and all of that. Totally demolished. The yes. wiring is pulled out. I mean, it's the mirrors are beat off. All the windows are smashed in. Then Ronnie McFalls, again, 49, from Guild, Tennessee, is charged with the theft of her Tahoe and tampering with evidence. Of course, the sheriff's office looks for Barbie Anderson for question, questioning. Um, nothing. We we hear nothing. No follow up from that. And several searches with cadaver canines have been completed, but Stacy still hasn't been found. Now I don't know where those canine searches were. I don't know if it was for the vehicle. I don't know if the search was on someone's property. It's, it's all the police res- say really is that cadaver canines have been completed searches but they don't tell us where they searched right you know authorities are being very tight-lipped why and i i don't know why why do we see this i've covered hundreds if not a thousand cases does this happen small towns it happens way too often the worst possible place to go missing or be murdered is in a small town. Can right. I just say that? Yeah, I think so. Because it's the good the good old boy system, the buddy system. You know, oh, that's Bobby Joe's son. We know them. We're going to kind of cut them a little slack. You know, that's my neighbor's boy. So he would never do anything like that. We're not going to investigate him. It's a small, sadly, many times, it's a small town mentality. That stops these cases from being investigated properly. Now, I will tell you that I've heard some things about the sheriff of Marion County, Bo Burnett. I'm going to say his name. And I hope that Bo Burnett and Detective Hargis are taking this seriously. I hope that they're in a room somewhere working on this case. But I believe that Burnett has a reputation for this uh, old school, good old boy, uh, sheriffin. You know, and I think what happens often, we said it at the beginning of the show, this age group, this bracket of uh, being an adult, so to speak, they, they play it off as, well, was she with the wrong crowd? Well, did she just want to get away? Well, you know, and I will say, they are saying of this case that foul play is involved. So if you believe there are suspicions that something terrible went wrong, obviously it did, then this should be investigated to the fullest. We've also learned, and then I I made sure and, you know, confirmed this with Angela, the sister of the missing girl, the TBI is not involved because they would not take the case, not the TBI, but in order to get the TBI involved, you have to go through the DA. And the local DA wouldn't push this case to get it into the hands of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. 
Why? Why would they not get the TBI involved? That's the question of the year. That's what we need to know. Because the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation has so much more at sure. their at their hands more to deal resources. with. Their resources are abundant, and they could really start to get some headway. Intense questioning of these individuals who have stolen her vehicle. Who knows where it was? Sell it to somebody else. Well, who bought a a girl's vehicle of a missing girl? You know, like... There's so many questions. And if you're a couple of years in and you haven't made headway, s- s- turn it over to someone who can do something. Yes, maybe it's time to ask for some assistance. That's that's what these departments are designed to do, work together to solve the case. So District Attorney of Marion County responsible for not taking this case to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. I want to know why. And maybe we should change our mind about it. You know, and here's another thing. The two people that, um, again, we want to say have not been named suspects, but merely people of interest. One, the gentleman who has the car. What's his name? Ronnie McFalls. Ronnie McFalls has the vehicle. So clearly there's a little bit of involvement there. Whether it's unknowing or, I mean, you have the vehicle of a missing woman. You have some explaining to do. And people can tell if you're full of it or not. You know, I mean, surely these detectives and the sheriff would know if that if Ronnie's lying. Um, the question has not. been asked if he knew. Stacy, he did. Um, they were together at school years back. Um, other than that, he's being tight-lipped about any other involvement or relationship, friendship, acquaintanceship with Stacy. Um, the other gal who has been considered um, needing to be brought in for questioning, again, not named a suspect, Barbie. Barbie, Barbie Anderson, Barbie Anderson as well, knew Stacy. This she's not a stranger. She knew her. She is denying any involvement whatsoever. Uh, She's denying that she knows anything about the case. But for some reason, the police department saw her as a person of interest. Well, her family is involved in a towing company. Her family owns a large towing company. So I, I don't know. This is totally speculation. I don't know if it has something to do then with the vehicle. Did she assist in the towing of or one of their trucks help move the vehicle? Ah, uh, I don't know. And that's why the police would know to follow up. That's speculation. With an interview. Yeah, maybe. Because that, that implies she her. was questioned. Yes. And then now they're doing follow follow up questioning. But they couldn't find her because she took off. But she finally turned herself in on those other warrants that had nothing to do with the case. She had other warrants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And was at one point in the Marion County Detention Center and was questioned. She has since been released. Um, So here's the thing. 
somebody somewhere knows something. And it's just not one person. I would say in this small town, because I know how this town is and I know how our town is. There are several somebodies that know something. Well, and clearly there were more than one person involved with this, with the condition of the vehicle, the vehicle being found at this this private residence, this gentleman being involved, the lady Barbie being questioned. There are multiple people involved in this. Um, we also know that Stacy, you know, I, I questioned um, some personal things about her. She was not employed at the time that she went missing, so we can't you know, look for surveillance of her place of employment. We can't see who may have talked to her the day she went missing at her place of employment. Um, we also know that she was, for the most part, staying in her vehicle. Um, she was couch surfing with some friends from time to time, but she was staying, living in her car when this happened. So not only did they take her car, but her car was her home, and it possessed all of her belongings, which are missing. So whoever did this, it doesn't sound like some random mass murderer who was passing through the valley who just snatched her up. No, I mean, if Ronnie McFalls is saying that he had her vehicle and he's selling it to somebody else, did he sell it with all of her stuff in it? I mean, he had to do something in some way. Either he found the vehicle abandoned and and Stacy was already missing. Her stuff had to be in it. Even if her personal items, things of value weren't in it, I would say there was probably clothes, blankets, pillows, Everything. stuff, yeah. right? So he had to know something in terms of, oh, I got rid of all of her stuff. I threw it out, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, and in these, in the valley... Um, we're surrounded by mountains, some of those deep hollers that we talk about. There's a million and one places to hide evidence, a million and one places to hide bodies. Places that are 450 foot drops, yeah. you would never be able to physically get to it to find anybody ever. You know, Stacy is a daughter, she's a sister. But she's also a mother. And one of the first questions that I ask her sister, how are her children? How are Stacy's children? And she said, you know, I guess they're doing the very best they can. Their mother's missing. Tragic. Friends, this is tragic. And I am begging you during this season of Thanksgiving, during this holiday season, while many of us will be surrounded by the love of our families. Stacy's kids don't have their mom. Angela doesn't have her sister. And I'm begging you, if you know anything, if you think you know something, if you are involved, man, like Stephanie said earlier, reconsider, pray, soften your heart, whatever it takes. Call the tip line. Be anonymous. There was just... This last week, a case in Georgia solved. A an, an decades-old case was solved. Yeah, 30 years. Because one woman called a tip line and said, hey, I think I know something. And they followed that lead and they solved a missing, a little girl, a missing case was solved because of one person calling a tip line. 
So if you think you know something, make the call. Make the call. Stacy's sister, Angie, has spent countless hours trying on her own to spread the word through Facebook. She's devoted a Facebook page to Stacy. It's titled, Please Help Me Find My Sister, Dash Stacy Crawford. I'm I'm doing a call out to Gene Hargis, the lead detective, and Bo Barnett, the sheriff of Marion County. I see you guys on your Facebook. You guys are doing a great job busting methamphetamine um, carriers, people who have guns and drugs and are doing a fabulous job. Don't drop the ball on Stacy Crawford. Please, please give the family some information so that they can mourn, grieve, move on, have hope, anything. Stacy is, of course, a female, white, 44 years old. She's five foot, four inches tall. She's 130 pounds. She's got blue eyes and blonde hair, and she's a resident of Whitwell, Tennessee. If you have any information about this case, or if you know anything that might be connected to this case in any way, any little thing you can think of, please contact the Marion County Sheriff's Office at 423-942-2525, or you can contact her sister, who is on watch 24-7, Angela Simpson Williams at 706 706- Three nine two eight five two six, or Facebook Messenger. Tell her what you know. There is a seven thousand dollar reward for information leading to her whereabouts. But forget the money. Do it out of the kindness of your heart on this Thanksgiving week. Do the right thing. Get justice for Stacy, and let's try to crack this case and figure out what's going on. Today's Purp Alert is going to be different, a special Thanksgiving edition. Instead of highlighting a sexual offender or a perpetrator, I want to say the name and bring awareness to another missing person from our hometown, Sequatchie County, Matthew Tyler Henry. Matthew Tyler Henry was born September 2, 1988. He has brown hair, green eyes. He's about 5'9", 160 pounds. He has tattoos on his chest and his upper left arm, tattoo with his mother's name, Beverly, and a heart. He was previously from Dunlap, Tennessee. He's known to have frequented Marion County, Bledsoe County, and Van Buren County. Matthew Tyler Henry was last seen on April 15, 2018, at the Tractor Supply Company in Dunlap, Tennessee. He was reported missing on April 27, 2018, and has not been seen or heard from since. If you know anything about the disappearance of Matthew Henry, please contact the authorities in your area or reach out to us so that we can help spread the word. Do you know who your neighbors are? Until next time, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, and bring justice to the children. Isaiah 1.17 Thanks for listening to The Silent Holler. For more details about today's pod or to learn how you can make a difference in the life of a child through foster and adoption, 
please visit our website at thesilentholler.com. If you enjoyed listening, please rate, review, and subscribe to The Silent Holler wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Parts and Tips production.